Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. Deegan Hep. Yeah, maybe the guy that most of you looking at the main events from San Francisco are like, huh? Who's that? Well, we're going to tell you. Uh, Deegan Hep, uh, Privateer Hero. Wait till you hear his story about how San Francisco went. Pretty, pretty good stuff. So looking forward to talking to the kid from Iowa. Thank you to the folks at FXR Racing for coming on and making this show happen. They love privateers. They support guys like Deegan Hep. Also, Pulpmex30 is the code to save with FXR Racing. You look at the stuff that Phil's got on or J-Mart or Deegan Hep or so on and so forth down the line. They help out a lot of privateers. Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer. FXRRacing.com. They got much more than Moto Gear, too, man. If you browse their website uh, from Snow, which they were, that's where they made their name, to fishing, to moto, to bicycle stuff, they've got it all. FXRRacing.com. Thank you to those guys uh, for making this podcast happen. And Racetech as well. Racetech.com, man. Moto work, suspension work. They can do it all. They've got some, uh, they could do some, they sent some NDAs. And they do motor work for some of the big, big teams in the sport, man. They've got that equipment available to them. They've got that knowledge going on as well. Thank you to the folks at Racetech. Uh, get your motor work done. Get your suspension work done. Get your bike working well. Change the oil a little bit if you can in your suspension. Get it looked after. Uh, if you care for it, it'll care for you. And uh, use the code PULP24. Tell them you listen to PULP for the discount so you can even save on there. And there's authorized Racetech service centers all across America. So thank you to the folks at Racetech for making it happen. Firepower Parts. Uh, they got oil now. Firepower made by a leading OEM manufacturer. Of course, they got the Featherlight chains, Featherlight lithium batteries, and they got chains made in Japan. Firepowerparts.com, Firepower Honda, right? Dino, Max Anstey, all of that going on at Firepower Parts. Uh, go to your local dealer, check it out. Motorsport.com as well has got it. Firepower makes really good stuff uh, that covers a lot of hard parts on your motorcycle for great prices. We'll tell you more about Roost and Maxis and Alpine Stars later on in the show, but we want to thank those guys for coming on board. I want to thank you people for listening. Uh, here's my conversation with the Deegan Hep. All right, everybody, wait till you hear this story from this privateer in San Francisco. It's really good stuff. I've never spoken to it before. Looking forward to finding a little more about Deegan Hep. What's up, man? How are you? Good. How about you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. Like, dude, Brayton, Chad Pedersen, Teddy Mayer, Gavin Faith, and you're another guy coming out of there. What the hell's going on in, in, in Iowa? I don't know, man. All the good water, evidently, from <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, it's it's good though. Yeah, you guys are uh like again, like like I said, like another fast guy from there. Did you so how well do you know all those guys? Um, so Chad Pedersen, he's helped me out quite a bit. He actually came out and uh Brayton Brayton built a track out there this or last year that he uh kept up. So I gotta ride that all off season, luckily. And then I had Chad come out a few times and he's been working with me and he's actually working for a company that's helped sponsor me for the year so oh, okay i know all them pretty well and yeah. then teddy obviously is still pretty young and his boys getting into racing so i know them three really well nice yeah man there's fast dudes from there yeah jb moved back there for a little bit bought some land bought a nice house built a supercross track and then promptly moved back to north carolina <laughs> yeah so how bad is the track like do you have to maintain it is it full of weeds do you have to sharpen it up or how is it uh yeah we uh actually the owner uh of the property he uh started our Shane Schaefer came out and uh, redid it okay. or was the one that built it and yeah. then he ended up going to do a few tracks with Shane and then so he has all the equipment he's a farmer and owns all that so Josh Amundsen he's uh basically keeping up on it for me yeah. and I just been grinding out there and riding as much as I can so that's been a huge help. Yeah, that's awesome. And of course, you're from Iowa, so of course, Storm Lake Honda, right? Big, big backers of your program. 
Yep. Jeff from Storm Lake, he's helped me out ever since I went on to big bikes. So yeah, been getting bikes through him, and he's been huge help. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, San Francisco, congratulations. Main event, like, obviously it was a disaster mud race, you know, and anything can happen from that. But still, good job on that. And I, I just, are you good in the mud? Is it, you know, AC had a tweet, Adam Cincerillo had a tweet about attitude being everything in a mud race. Now, I... I would disagree and say the start would be everything, but uh, how was it for you, and how are you in the mud? Um, I've rode quite a bit of mud being from Iowa. There rains all the time, so we have mud races, but I wouldn't say that I'm a great mud rider Mm -hmm. until, I guess, this weekend or whatever, but uh, yeah, I just kind of went into it with the mindset that anything can happen and get out there and just go push forward. I mean, anything can happen in the mud, so you could crash and still win, you know what I mean? There's nothing no guarantees in it so just kind of had the mindset that it is what it is and go out there and do your best dude you got into the lcq it was hectic man uh uh, kyle weiss was up there bennick was in the mix at one point i think um who i think schultz uh chad saltz was up there too and maybe crap i don't know like there was a bunch of people it was battle royale man to get in right yeah i uh i had a good jump out of the gate and Mm -hmm. i was lined up next to thrasher and as soon as he hit the dirt, his bike just took off, and he soaked me. So I had to pull a bunch of tear-offs going down the start straight. I think I crossed the line the first turn in 16th, and I just put my head down and yeah. was spinning as many laps as I could. And then about halfway through, my rear brake my rear brake in the heat race bent around my foot peg. Okay. And I went back to the pit, and I bent it straight as I could with a hammer, <laughs> and then... I got into the LCQ and I was like, it was good enough to use. And then about halfway through the LCQ, the rear brake snapped off. So it was just a matter of standing up and going. So no, no rear brake for the LCQ. No, no rear brake for the LCQ or the main event. Oh, you didn't have a spare one. Well, we didn't. I so when I by the time I got off the track for mm-hmm. the uh, LCQ, there was I didn't have a mechanic with me. My girlfriend came out, but yeah. she didn't have a AMA card, and it, she was only out there for one or the one round. So. We just kind of said screw it and then was going down to the line by myself. And thank goodness this uh, Craig Randall, he uh, had a guy out in the LCQ that didn't make the main. And he jumped in and he washed my bike. And I ran back to the pit to grab goggles and gas. And I didn't have enough time to grab a spare uh, brake off the other bike. So I just... By the time I got back, they were already lining up. So I just kind of said screw it and just went out and did as many laps as I could. Dude, that's awesome. Now, you, like you said, you had no mechanic there. Your girlfriend was there. Did you have any idea you were in fourth in the LCQ? Like, how did that go? No. no. I had no clue where I was at. I kind of knew I was up front okay. by just by the people that I was yeah. passing. I knew that I was up there a ways. But in my mind, I was thinking around like the sixth through eighth range was where I was at. And I didn't realize that I made the main until – after I had crossed that triple jump after the finish and got off onto the plywood, I looked up at the big screen and finally figured out that I actually made it. At first, I didn't believe that it was even true. I thought that the timing was wrong or something. <laughs> what was that like? That's a pretty cool feeling, huh? Yeah, it was insane. I was so pumped. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you line up, no rear brake for the main. You're just like, oh, well, screw it. <laughs> no rear brake or whole shot device. The fort guard ripped off on the start of the LCQ too. So we just kind of went up there with oh, nothing man. and just gave it our all. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that would have been great. So coming in the first turn, were you pretty gentle? Like were you just like like you know, how were you with no rear brake out there coming in the first turn? 
Yeah, I kind of just let everyone go, knew, yeah. knowing that it was going to be a long race. And then I just started pushing forward as far as I could. I knew that if the matter of it, that people were going to DNF for sure. So I just wanted to get out there and be easy as I could on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, how was your bike after that? After everything with uh, how are we looking going honestly, to San Diego? It was honestly, I changed the oil on it on Monday and looked at the antifreeze and it was the oil looked good and the antifreeze was full. So mm-hmm. everything sounds good on it. I wrote it today. And so okay. I think we're good to go. Ready to go. Nice. I like it. Um, What's the secret for you for mud? Like we had Kay Clayson in the studio on Monday for the Pulp Show, and he was, you know, talking about really trying to be easy on the bike and really, like he said, you would almost stop at the top of jumps and look at what line you need because uh, it crossed everywhere. Like what – give us some of the things that you were doing out there in the mud to just, you know, stay up. Yeah, my biggest thing was just to stand up as much as possible and be very easy on the clutch. I knew – Almost just to run it. I pretty much ran second most of the race. And then, yeah, stopping on the top of the jumps, basically, because the ruts that went up the faces were not the same on the backsides of them. <laughs> That's kind of so what Cade was, was saying. Yeah, it was kind of sketch, huh? Yeah, it was, they were everywhere. So a matter of not jumping too far and landing in, getting cross rider was a big thing. Staying on two wheels yeah. was key that night. Did you fall? Uh, Yeah, I think I fell like four times in the main. <laughs> okay, all right. There, there was one point that I barely got the bike up. It was like suction cup to the ground. Really? Oh, man. Just, oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I've done some bad mutters in my life as an amateur racer and all that, but uh, Supercross is another story, you know? I mean, you're yeah. just rolling down the jumps. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was all the way up to like 14th, like halfway through, and then I think I had two more falls, and yeah. I think we ended up 17th. So this guy, Manilek guy that washed your bike, that that's awesome. That's really cool. Cause you would have you would have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If it wasn't for him, there's I I mean I had enough fuel in the bike, but I would have never got another set of goggles. I would have lined up with no goggles at all. Yeah, really, right? Um, jeez, I can't even imagine. That's cool. First career main event though. You got uh you got uh, a lot of memories from that for sure, right? Yes, hundred percent. That was a night that I'll never forget. Uh, now I looked at, I looked at the Anaheim one results to see where you qualified and how you did, but I only looked at two fifties. Uh, you, you went four fifties at Anaheim though. What, what was behind that decision? Um, so on the, I didn't know, I plan on doing some of the East coast stuff. So I wasn't sure which coast I wanted to ride the two fifty on. And with not having much of a budget, I, uh, did a lot of off season stuff on the four fifty. And so I just kind of came in and I was like planning on doing the four fifty at the first round. And then seeing which coast was a little bit easier almost. Okay. And then I decided that there wasn't very many 250s, so I dropped down to do the West Coast, and then I'll jump over and do some of the closer East Coast stuff on the 450. Yeah, I, I do think the West is a little lighter, right? Yeah. Um, okay. And then so what did you think of Anaheim 450-wise? How was that? Um, it was good. I, uh, I felt like I rode really well, but I had – uh, free practice, I think I was like P7, and then or in my group anyways. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, the first qualifier, I got off, I got out front, and then I ended up cross rutting in one of the rhythm sections on a triple out and landed on a tough block and went down, mm-hmm. and it bent my bike all up. So I didn't had to pull off and go back and get that all straightened out. And then second qualifier, I just kind of struggled with how rutted it was. But I mean, it was good. I felt good on the bike. It was just. Kind of a bad yeah. day, just in general. 
uh, you know, it was an easy track for me to watch guys. But then as I talk to people because of the softness, because of the square edgy stuff, a lot of guys are like, hey, man, it wasn't that easy um, because of the dirt, yeah. the quality of the dirt. It was weird. I was expecting it to be a very easy track. And then with yeah. how it rutted up, it really kept you on your toes on whether it was going to pull you left or right mm -hmm. or wherever you were going. Uh, Deegan Hep here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Yeah, you're FXR guy and you're a Race Tech guy, so this kind of works out nicely. Uh, two companies that support you. Yeah, Checkers came on board a few years back, and he's been helping me out, getting me deals with that stuff. And then uh, about, I think, two years ago now, I got hooked up with Brad through uh, Brett Q, mm -hmm. and Brad's been helping me out with uh, the factory ride goggles and the FXR gear. So that's been yeah. a huge help. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's cool to see those guys helping you out and doing your program. So uh, you slept in your van, from what I understand? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I drove out to California and then uh, been out here. And Racetech's been nice enough to let me park my van at uh, their warehouse or whatever. So I plug into that and I have a fridge and TV and everything in here. So kind of just been living out of the van and... Dude, that's seeing where it goes. Yeah, how is that? Like, um, is it is it all right? Like, and where are you riding in SoCal? Um, so I rode a few days at Fox Raceway, okay. and then the last few days I've been riding the Hemet Supercross track. Yep, yep. And yeah, it hasn't been honestly too bad. What? It's been working out, and we'll see uh, where it goes the rest of the season. Where are you showering at? Uh, I have an any or yeah, an Anytime Fitness membership. Oh, so nice, perfect. I go there and everything. Okay. Yeah, to work out and. So at night, you're sitting in, you, at night you're sitting in your van in Corona just just watching TV. Yep, pretty much. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's true privateer life, man. Yep. It yeah. was one of them deals. I uh, went pro last year, mm -hmm. and I only did, I think, four rounds or whatever. So kind of got went around or saved up as much money this summer doing working for my dad. And then I uh, went around to all the local companies to try to raise as much sponsorship money as I could. And then... Decided that this was the year to give it a shot and see if any opportunities arise. And so we're kind of just putting it all out there and yeah. giving her everything we can. Oh, I like it, man. People can uh, jump on your Instagram to see what you're at. If people are listening and everything else, and they can support you that way, DM you, whatever, to, to give you some help. Uh, it's stories like that that are, are really cool. So what what did uh, what rounds did you do last year? Um, last year I did Daytona, Detroit were my first two, and then – they didn't go very well, and then I did Nashville. That was my first night show, and then I decided that I was gonna go up to or yeah, head up to Denver, mm -hmm. and I switched everything over to the 450, and got to ride about 10 minutes on that, and I raced that one on a 450 and made the night show there. So oh, cool. Then were the four yeah. that I did last year. Okay. Uh, any arena cross background for you at all? Obviously, coming from that part of the part of the USA, have you done much of that? Yeah. So a few years ago, I did the Hoosier series back when they were kind of running around and then with Hicks and Isaiah Clark and yep. Chase Markier. Yep. And then um, I did a few of the last year, I did a few of the AMA, the new series or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So what's the money like? Is is it okay to do a living in that thing or like is Supercross more money for you? And but Or is it the, just the draw of being in Supercross is greater? Like what, what kind of program, why are you it's choosing Supercross over that? And uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, I really like the arena cross stuff. I don't know. I've always kind of struggled with it, just not being almost like aggressive enough with okay, it. Yeah. So I've always kind of struggled with doing good in the main events where I've had better luck at making more money racing the supercross stuff so far. Okay. Your girlfriend came up for San Francisco. 
she couldn't have come out for a po- worst possible race, dude. That, that I mean, right? No. Like, yeah. Yeah, she came out and hung out with her the first two rounds, and then she had to go head back to college. So I dropped her off at the airport on Sunday, and oh, so so she at least got to see an Anaheim decent race, then at least. Yeah, she was she was here for one of the warm ones, and not the only rainy, crappy one. Yeah, really, right? Um, and so, hey, you you mentioned working for your dad. What did you do for that? Like the uh, yeah, my dad owns his own construction company, okay. had construction out of Fort Dodge. So I did that all summer, and then okay. Came out, decided I was going to come out west and yeah. give the Supercross thing a whirl. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So is, uh, planning on doing the whole thing if you can, or are you stringing this together finances-wise? Or, like, are you going to jump on the 450 uh, yeah. East? Yeah. Definitely stringing it together. But as of now, the plan is to do these first four out here in Cali. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to head back home and race Detroit. And then – skip arizona mm-hmm. and then i think there's an off weekend after that so yeah, take a two-week break yep and then i'll jump back in in texas and do the next four and that'll lead up to indy probably skip seattle yep and then hit st louis and then that's kind of the plan right now hit st louis and nashville for sure mm-hmm. and then we'll see what else can what else arises and possibly do the rest of them too can you when you head back home can you ride yet or is it just way too cold like how are you gonna be able to practice during the week or how's that what's the practice situation once you leave socal yeah it'll definitely be way too cold but i'll probably i mean i'll probably stay in socal and only stop home for like one day on the way to detroit yeah so it shouldn't be too bad but after detroit yeah there'll be no riding until yeah i'll probably be off the bike for two weeks until texas yeah that's tough for a guy like you right but that's how that's how privateer life i guess yeah yeah, it's definitely a struggle, but we make it work. Yeah, no, it's absolutely it's absolutely great. Um, good story for sure. I want to thank the folks at Maxis Tires. Maxis.com, you look at the PRMX guys, uh, Hunter Yoder, two for two for main events, Cade Clayson, two for two with the Maxis Tires. Uh, thank you to those guys. They got soft intermediate intermediate uh, to hard terrain. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do you right, and please check out Mountain Bike Tires from Maxis Tires. Uh, that's uh, really, really good stuff from the folks at Maxis. Thank you to those guys. Uh, FXR, Race Tech, of course, Roost MX. Uh, Pulp Nation is the code to save with RoostMX.com, uh, .net, sorry. Uh, graphics, pitch shirts, canopies, wraps, all that stuff. RoostMX.net will help you out. Use the code Pulp Nation to save. They, you can also get some bunch of Pulp shirts, Pulp MX shirts on their website as well. Pulp, uh, RoostMX.net. Please check it out. Deegan Hep here on the, uh, on the show. Uh, by the way, um, do you have anybody that like sees your first name and puts it with Hayden and all? Do you have any of that in your life? Oh, for sure. There's okay. people at the pits that are always, even at the Supercross races, that are always joking around when they walk by me. Right. I feel like that's a thing, right? I mean, it's just the 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 popularity that Hayden and Brian have, and then you having the same first name as their last name. I, I wouldn't wish yep. it on you, man. <laughs> it definitely get definitely goes around, but. Helps with a little bit of yep. attention, too, so can't uh, complain. How'd you do at Loretta's uh, or amateur stuff? How, how was your results there coming up? Um, I didn't – I would kind of just grew up racing a lot of local stuff. And then when I was about, I think, 16, I tried for Loretta's in C-Class, and I ended up with an 11th overall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, had a couple of injuries back-to-back. And then I think I went back to Loretta's in B-Class in, I think, 21 – and struggled there. I think I ended up with like a 19th and a 21st. And then I kind of just jumped up to the A class, did the Hoosier series. And then that was the first year that they were doing the futures, the new future system. And I ran that at Arlington and I ended up with a fifth. And then we decided to pack up because that qualified me for 
uh, Salt Lake, the championship round. Mm-hmm. So we packed up and went out there. And Mason Kerr, a buddy of mine, he yeah, uh, I know Mason. Yeah, he let me do a little bit of training at his house before I had a Supercross track around. And we went out to Salt Lake, and I ended up having a bike malfunction off the Supercross triple, and I shattered my right leg, broke my left ankle, and snapped my left wrist. Oh no way! So I saw that. I, I watched this little video about you, and yeah, I, I was wondering. I was going to ask you about that. So that was at Salt Lake, dude. Yep. Wait, so wait, then wait, I was hold on a second. Left, left wrist, right leg. What else? And left leg. Oh, tib and fib? left ankle. Left ankle. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was left ankle and then tib fib on my right leg. Now I got a rod from my knee to my ankle, two or four screws in that leg, two screws in my left ankle, and a plate and eight screws in my left arm. And it was just bike malfunction? Just died? Yeah, it just cut out off the face of it. Like, as soon as I hit, like, the G-out portion mm-hmm. of it, it just, like, oh. completely cut out, it's came like, up short. It's and, like literally every rider's worst nightmare, man. Yep. How long so were then you? I was in a yeah, how long were you wheelchair for... Six months, five months, and then I was on a scooter for a few months, and uh-huh. then it was back to walking. Any thoughts about like hanging it up uh, after? Oh, that? for sure. Yeah, there was a while. There was a good point there for a while that I was over it and was going to be done. And then it was one of them things where it hit me one day. Like this was your dream as a kid, so yeah. you might as well. You're already this close to it. You might as well at least line up for a few of them and try yeah. to make the night show and see what you can do. Oh yeah, that's that's a horrific crash. Good God. Um. I had this Pulp MX LCQ race. I've had it for a number of years, and Wageman's bike did it over the triple. Same thing. Just blew up in a cloud of smoke, and he just, dude, I was right there. I was watching the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, this poor guy. It's absolutely Yeah, I remember seeing that video, and then the nurse came in a little bit later, and she goes, hey, were you at the dirt bike track? And I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, you have a neighbor over here, too. And I was like, oh, nice. (laughs) And what, it was him? Uh, I don't know oh. if, if it was him or not, but I remember seeing the video of his crash, but there was somebody else that was in a dirt bike crash. Oh, another, that okay, yeah, another dirt bike guy. Ended up being Jeez. in there. I don't know if it was him or not, but. Any, any, uh, like any lingering stuff from all those injuries or how, how, how you feel? Um, honestly, I don't feel too bad. Were they cut my, the top of my knee open to put the rod in? Mm-hmm. I still have a little bit of issue with like muscle damage and stuff in there yeah, yeah. where it's after a few like long days of riding, it'll definitely get sore, but it usually gets better after a couple of days just kind of got to be easy on it yeah uh deegan hep here on the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island podcast are you uh look you come from humble beginnings it sounds like you had a job you know last summer to, to work for, for to work to get money to go to supercross and all that when you make a main event or even at anaheim or the races you did last year like are some you know you mentioned lining up next to thrasher for the lcq like are sometimes are you just like holy shit like are you intimidated by these guys do you feel like you belong what's the what's the attitude sometimes with you know some of the bigger name guys in the sport that you have to race definitely lining up for the night show in the 450 class was a little bit intimidating but in the 250 class i, I don't really get as intimidated mm-hmm. it's more the thing just like I can be up there. It's just a matter of putting my mind to it and yep. riding good, solid laps and not making mistakes. So like in the forward class, you're like, holy shit, there's uh, there's Tomac or whatever? <laughs> yeah, when I lined up, I lined up uh, not too many spots away from Ken Roxon in one of them, and I was like, this is insane. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've raced a few pro races myself, and I can remember the feeling. I lined up next to the, the, the number one guy in Canada one time, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I can I can I can relate for sure. Um, all right, so I don't I haven't checked the weather for San Diego. I heard it may rain. I don't know. This is Wednesday when we record this. I don't know if you looked at it, but yeah, man, I hope we don't have another mutter. 
Yeah, I've seen a little bit of rain. I mean, I wouldn't hate if it rained, but I'd much <laughs> rather not because yeah. I'm not looking forward to cleaning bikes again. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about Justin Brayton letting you ride at the track, uh, he's a good friend of mine, and I think the world of JB. I know other racers like Cameron McAdoo. I didn't even mention McAdoo earlier when I when I when I, sh- I should have. Um, I know guys like McAdoo. You know, lean on him for advice, do you, off the bike stuff and sponsorship stuff, or just questions about training. Do, do, you, do you get to pick his brain much? Um, I don't talk to Brayton a whole whole lot, but he's always been there. Like if I ever do have questions, mm-hmm. he's always is there to answer a phone call or whatever. But even like if I see him at the races, like he usually always stops by and yep. says hi and everything like that. So yeah. he's always been help if I need it. But me and him don't communicate yeah. too, too much. But right. yeah. Yeah, I know. If you, hey, listen, uh, yeah, he, he'd help you with whatever you want. So if you ever have something that comes up and you need some advice, uh, text him. You know what I mean? The guy. The yeah, guy, for sure. Smart. What do you like to do for training off the bike? Um, Honestly, I've been doing a lot of mountain biking lately since I've been out here in Cali. Mm-hmm. And then just basically a lot of the gym stuff, running and everything like that is what I do. You got a uh, Sprinter van or what kind of, what, what are we talking about for a van? Yeah, I got a Freightliner okay. Dually yeah. Sprinter van that okay. I've been hanging out in. So, so it's, yeah, so it's, it's a decent thing to, to sleep in and, and, and pit out of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I got a big queen size bed, TV, microwave, oh, mini fridge. Oh snap! Got a Blackstone, so kind of got it all set up to look at you live out of. Yeah, that's actually pretty nice. Good, good deal, uh, for sure. Did your dad grow up? Uh, did you grow up with your dad racing or anything? Or how'd you get into it? Um, yeah. So my dad, he's uh, actually I don't know if you know Isaiah Clark, uh, but I, I know he, a little um, bit. Yeah. He, uh, hit my dad and his uncle grew up riding and racing a lot, so. They both got us bikes when we were young, and we've always grown up racing each other. So we okay. live like five minutes apart. So we've always been super close, and yeah. that's kind of how it all got started. Yeah, he's he's made a nice little career of arena cross stuff, huh? Not too bad. Yeah, he's been killing the arena cross thing, and hopefully he's supposed to be transitioning over into supercross hopefully next year. So yeah. that'd be cool. Is there a is there a race you're looking forward to this year at all? Um, obviously, you know, close to your race or, or a city you want to go to or anything like that. Um, St. Louis, just cause a lot of family and friends will be there, but also Nashville last year, Nashville was super cool. So yeah. excited to go back there too. Where are we at with motocross? We don't do motocross nationals. We don't care about them. Where are we at with that? Deegan? Um, so I got my actually officially got my pro license last year for outdoors with all my injuries. I finally mm-hmm. got the points or whatever for the, the system that they do. And yeah. then I did one last year. I'll probably do a few of the close ones. And maybe try to get into the SMX thing if we can get enough points. So I'll uh, probably do a few of the close, closer yep. ones to the Midwest. But you're better you're better in Soupy. Like you prefer it, you're better at it. Yeah, I feel like in the last couple of years I've transitioned over to Supercross very well. Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, it is uh, a little nicer. Money's good. And, um, yeah, you not as much uh, wear and tear on your body and bike, you know? So Yeah. And I guess the payout's a little low for the outdoors kind of struggle it is is your dad holding your job for the summer if you need be if need be oh yeah yeah he'll he'll hire me back soon as okay. i get back all right and then can you always find like fair races and stuff like that around where you live like i know that's big right or it used to be anyway yeah the fair racing is pretty pretty big in iowa so yeah. you usually can find even in i mean even a few rounding states too so usually can find quite a bit of fair races around there to make some money but yeah i'll probably be back even on the two-week break i'll probably hit the job site and Get a little bit of work in while I'm back. Really, huh? Look at you. Yeah, nice. 
Uh, by the way, thanks to the folks at Alpine Stars for coming on this pod. Well, you know the name, Alpine Stars. Chances are you've used some of their products, Tech 7s, Tech 10 boots, right? All of that, a great protection line of gear, whether it's a sh- uh, uh, chest protectors or, or elbow pads or shoulder pads and knee pads, all of that. Alpine Stars, please check them out. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on and supporting the Privateer Show. Love the guys at A-Stars. Uh, I got some new purple Tech 7s the other day, Deegan, and they matched my retro Yamaha very nicely. So I'm stoked on it. Oh, that. yeah. Um, uh, racetech.com as well. Uh, so helping you out. How 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 are you as a as a bike tester as a as a guy that looking for a supercross setup? How much did Racetech have to work with you? How much did they have to kind of uh, get you a setup, or did they nail it pretty quickly? Honestly, they nailed it pretty quickly. Uh, a group of guys, PDR Performance out of Minnesota. They actually mm-hmm. are the ones that do my suspension. Um, and the first setup that they gave me, I really liked. So we kind of did the same setup this year too. And I've only had to adjust the clickers a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's been they've pretty much hit the spot right off the get go. Did you are you riding Honda because of Storm Lake, or have you always been on Honda, or is there a reason like why you're riding red? Uh, I've always kind of been a Honda guy mm-hmm. for just from getting. Uh, Jeff grew up with my dad, so he's always been a big help, and he's been giving me bikes ever since I went on big bikes, and that's basically all he has is yeah. Hondas. But right. I've really grown up riding them, so I've haven't had any complaints so far. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, hey, man, thank you for the time on the Privateer Podcast. Uh, really cool story from San Francisco, man. I, I love that. Your first main event, no rear brake pedal, some stranger helping you out. Uh, uh, really, really neat. Uh, living in a van, all of that, man. That That is that's awesome, and that's Privateer Life. Uh, really cool story, man. And then, uh, yeah, so now we have somebody to cheer for going forward, Pulp MX Fantasy. We can also keep an eye on you for main events for that also. You could really help us out. Uh, so, yeah, man, good luck in San Diego. Good luck going forward. If you need anything, you got my number if I can help you out at all. Uh, and thanks for the time, Deegan. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Thanks, buddy. See you. Mm, bye.